Hello everyone, my name is Hunter Mulholland and welcome to the Man Up Miami podcast, Miami Dolphins podcast hosted by a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. We're in. The Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. The Dolphins come off of an 11-6 victory over the New York Jets at home at Hard Rock Stadium. And it was a frustratingly slow game in terms of the excitement we've seen this season from the Dolphins' offense. Uh, But that is to be expected with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback instead of uh, Tua Tagovailoa. With that being said, Skylar Thompson played very, very well and actually did not turn the ball over, which was the biggest key of the game. Uh, not turning the ball over and making a mistake allowed Miami to win this game, and it comes off of a very, very strong performance from Jason Sanders, a 50-yard kick to win the game, essentially, and put the Dolphins ahead with only about 20 seconds left on the clock, leading in to the final play that was a bunch of laterals and some backyard football um, that they now will be scored as a safety. With that being said, the Miami Dolphins have truly shown that they belong in the playoffs, um, being able to show some grit and win a very tough and ugly game being down to their third quarterback. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was active. Um, Mike McDaniel came out in the press conference post-game and said that uh, he was activated um, as the backup in more of an emergency situation. Uh, Mike Glennon was elevated from the practice squad up to the active roster. And all in all, we have seen the Dolphins and their trials and their tribulations this season going on a three-game winning streak to begin the season. Tua goes down with a concussion. You drop three games straight. Uh, Tua comes back from concussion, and you win five games straight. And then you go on a five-game losing streak to end up 8-8, eight and eight, and then all of a sudden now you're getting people calling for McDaniels firing, um, saying that he, he really blew this blew this season. Um, and while I think there are some learning points uh, for Coach, I still stand by Coach, and I still stand by Chris Greer. Um, the coaching staff did a good job today, um, this week, I mean, uh, really putting forth their best effort to... Um, game plan for the Jets, whether it was going to be Mike White, whether it was going to be Joe Flacco, whether Zach Wilson was going to get another shot with, whether Chris Strebler was going to be in to start the game. Um, all four of those quarterbacks have played significant time or some time uh, for the New York Jets this season, so any one of those four could have been the one that you saw trotting out to take the first snap of the game. Ultimately, it was Joe Flacco. Um, former Super Bowl champion, former Super Bowl MVP, obviously a shell of his former self um, in his latter seasons of his career with the New York Jets. I think there's a big question um, that is going to be talked about in the coming days, uh, and that is whether or not Tua Tagovailoa is healthy to 
travel with the team to Orchard Park and suit up and take on the AFC champ, AFC East champion Bills. Um, the team would like to see Tua Tagovailoa, obviously, as he is a leader. He is a captain for a reason um, and a very strong season. He only played in 12 games. He still tossed 25 touchdowns, more, and he tossed more yards than Aaron Rodgers, who played a full season. He tossed the same amount of touchdowns as Justin Herbert. Um, he only had eight interceptions. So ultimately, um, you know, he comes off of a season where he goes and gets the first um, ranking in passer rating, uh, in yards per attempt, in yards per completion. Um, he does a lot of things well. Um, he still ends in a, in a uh, very strong spot, and um, his touchdown percentage was very high. It was first in the NFL as well. Um, he showed us what we thought we were getting with the number five overall pick from 2020. Uh, he showed his flashes of what he was at Alabama. He showed a strong, strong season and has built a strong resume for the future. The question is in the offseason for the Dolphins is uh, how are you going to get around some cap problems? You know, what guys uh, might have to be let go? Um, try and rework, restructure some deals. Maybe the Bradley Chubb deal and the Tyree Kill deal get some restructuring to open up some cap space so that the Dolphins can go uh, fill their roster holes and and uh, make it com- make the division a little bit more competitive for the Bills next season. Uh, the but the key this week is not that. The key this week is that team in Buffalo. Um, that the Dolphins will be taking on. The Dolphins are going to be taking on the Buffalo Bills, coming off a very strong season, obviously. Um, Josh Allen having a great, great season. Uh, and Stephon Diggs and uh, James Cook really came out and, and showed up. They've performed very, very well when it comes down to those nitty-gritty games. And the last time that we saw these guys, we saw them in Orchard Park in their house, in their weather, and we took them to a last-second field goal. I think that that shows a lot of the grit that the Dolphins have. The main question still remains is Tua Tagovailoa is going to play. If he's not playing, do I think that the Dolphins show that same team that took the Bills... Um, to a last-second field goal at their place and beat the Bills um, at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami in, in week three of the season. No. If Tua Tagovailoa is not the quarterback, or at the very least Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think that the Miami Dolphins will have a strong puncher's chance in this game. You know, maybe the defense steps up big. Maybe they get Josh Allen rattled and they you know they make him turn the ball over and a bunch and we just get into short yardage situations that we get a short field a lot and then all of a sudden we're building and we're scoring touchdowns my assumption is not that, that is going to happen um the defense has really struggled this year and with the 
depth problem in the secondary with almost, it feels like, every starter except for Javon Holland and Xavier Howard um, are out and done for the year. You know, we're still waiting on Brandon Jones, or not Brandon Jones, Byron Jones' return. We're still waiting on that. You know, I've been waiting all season long for that, and it just hasn't showed up. The defense, led by Josh Boyer, there, there were some question marks that I had uh, in the game against New York. Um, there, there was one, it was a third and nine, and Miami sets up kind of picket fencing the first down marker. Um, you know, nobody's up, nobody's getting ready to pressure. You're just kind of standing and guarding the first down marker. Well, you know, one move and they've got the first down and it doesn't matter. So I think there's some questions, you know, they're going to continue to play their brand of football, uh, but they have stepped up big. Um, they pitched a six-point performance, so I'm not going to harp too much about some of the play calling that I think is uh, very questionable, like the picket fence third and nine situation. Um I think that there's some question marks to be made um, regarding what the defense looks like uh, next season. But I think at the end of the day, we got to focus on Buffalo. And Buffalo is a very, very stout opponent. Uh, one of the keys that I have going into this weekend, we'll get in on Saturday. We'll get in and, and do a, uh, a keys matchup there for that game uh, the night before the game we'll go ahead and get in there but I'll give you a little preview with one of my keys one of my keys is you cannot let Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs beat you those are their two guys that they're going to want to feed in this game so if you force them to run the football I think you have a higher probability of winning the game uh, Buffalo's Rushing attack has not been strong. Once again, Josh Allen is their leading rusher. You know, they're not going to want to put their quarterback in jeopardy in the coming weeks just to try and pick up some yards. You know, he's going to do his thing, but they're not going to create designed runs for him. So you can't you can't let Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie take the top off your defense. So do you see more too high? Do you see more zone coverages, more man? I would like to see Xavier Howard play manned up with Stefan Diggs all night long. That would be the ideal goal is to have Stefan Diggs have to go against one of the best cornerbacks in the league all night long. If Stefan Diggs beats you going against your best, I'm not going to feel bad. You know, Xavier Howard's going to give it his all every single down. And he, if he's going against Stefan Diggs, he's going to have a higher um, motivation to win those matchups. You know, those jump balls, those possession catches. You know, all these, all these different things. You know, he's going to try something different. Maybe even have Rowe or Holland sit over the top of that, so that if you give a little leeway, if Xavier Howard does get beat by digs on a go route, on a streak, on a post, or on a crossing route. You know, you have some help there. So maybe you see some cover two um, man 
Uh, I would I would like to see more blitzes. I would like to see Bradley Chubb, J- Jalen Phillips, Jerome Baker. Um, I would like to see them, uh, Melvin Ingram, I'd like to see them get after Josh Allen and really force him to use his legs and, and hit him as much as possible because when it comes down to it, you have to fight with what you're going against. So you're going to be going against Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie. They are going to try and blow the top off. Okay. Well, if we cover that, that opens the lane for Josh Allen to take off and run. Well, maybe you put Jerome Baker as a QB spy. Jerome Baker's not as fast as Josh Allen. Okay, maybe you have two QB spies. Well, then you take pressure away from your your rushers. All right, well, we need to find that competitive balance and that balance to be able to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, you know, force him to run the football. You know, if they can't get anything going in the passing game, they're going to have to run the football, force them to run the football, make them do that. If they beat us with Devin Singletary and James Cook, okay. You know, we held their guys in check and, a, but I truly think that if they try and run with, Devin Singletary. They try and run with James Cook. You know, Roquan Davis and Christian Wilkins are forces in the middle and they're hard to move. They are big bodies. They are difficult to move. And you really have to notice that when it comes to how the Dolphins are going to game plan. You got to take every single snap as it is the biggest play of the game because it is you could get beat on one snap and that could be it so from the defensive side you know we'll get it more into that in the coming days maybe friday i'll i'll break down defense and saturday i'll break down offense and kind of do a little two-parter but it really depends on that two of news we want to hear how he's doing but the key is going to be don't let them blow the top off of you and don't let them be and make them try and beat you with the run. We're going to go ahead and take our first break here. Um, and I'm going to reset and then I'm going to get into some of Mike McDaniel's comments and plans for this week. We are back here and so I want to address the comments from Monday's press conference um, from Mike McDaniel and the news reported by Adam Schefter. Tua Tagovailoa is has come out and stated, um, according to Adam Schefter, um, that he will would like to return in the playoffs. And I think that's everybody's expectation. And if there is a way for him to play in the playoffs, he's going to play. He wants to play in the playoffs. It'll be great experience for him. And he's doing the best that he can to return to action. With that being said, um, reports come from camp today that... Tua has not cleared the first three stages. Still remains in the first three stages. We'll see how that develops. Um, he, so the way that those three stages works, um, 
the the third stage is football based movements and then the fourth stage those the, the three biggest are those um once once you can get to steps three four and five uh the fourth stage is practice no contact and then uh step five is full football activity um Mike McDaniel's come out and stated that the Dolphins are going to be taking it one game, one day at a time with Tua's health, and the utmost importance is Tua's health. So, the Dolphins would really like to see him back, and I think everybody um, that is a Finns fan uh, will would love to see to attack of Iloa make an appearance in the playoffs. Um, the questions are about his health and his head. Um, he ultimately, if he gets cleared, I believe that it should be his decision. It's his decision if he wants to play or not. Um, it's nobody else's. Tua will likely try everything to return he will try and clear all these stages and get in mcdaniel um was asked post game he and today he was asked about to his health and he stated like i had said that they're taking it one day at a time um he was told that it is better to not release any other news rather than everything else and that he really believes that uh, Tua should take it one step at a time and take his health into consideration before returning to action. Um, he, he said he's not thinking about this season, he's not thinking about next season until we know about to his health. So, moving on from the Tua scenario, because there's really not much else to say, I'd like to address some comments made by Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill, um, after the win on Sunday against the New York Jets, had said that he needs the Bills' defensive backs to get their hamstrings ready. Um, so obviously Tyree Kill wants this. Um, he's burnt them in the playoffs before with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that he wants to. He's going to do everything in his power to do it again. Uh, very strong season. He set multiple Dolphins single season records. And he is truly what we got. He is truly what we paid for. Um, everything that we were promised um, in the preseason leading up, in the offseason, you know, going through training camp, all these things were promised. Oh, Tyreek Hill is going to be an absolute stud. We knew he was. Um, we had watched him in Kansas City for years and running routes again with Patrick Mahomes and, and you know running alongside Travis Kelsey. Now you give him an extra weapon 
uh, to play with with Jalen Waddle, um, two very 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 fast top tier speed uh, wide receivers. You line those two up on the same side of the field and one, and and go crossing routes, or one goes on a streak, one goes on a cross, one you know all these different ways you can run a dagger, which is like my favorite concept for a deep shot play because if you're in cover two, you somebody has to bite on on the on the go route if nobody bites on the go route it's wide open it's a touchdown if somebody you know if somebody doesn't bite on that you know you've got two other routes you've got a a very deep uh in route and you've got a very uh deep crossing route that's going to be coming across to at two different levels at the same time and so if somebody doesn't bite on one of those then if they try and bite on both the cross and the end, then the go is going to be open. If somebody bites on the on the go, then the cross, then the the end is going to be open. If they're going to bite on the end and the go, then the cross is going to be open. It's one of my favorite concepts because if you run it right against a cover two, it's nearly unstoppable because somebody has to bite at something and something's going to be open. And sometimes it get gets blown up. You know, they get the pressure in. You know, somebody plays a really really good zone you know they read to his eyes really well they read it the quarterback's eyes not just Tua, but they read the quarterback's eyes really well and all of a sudden you know the play gets blown up but it's something that i would like i love to see with them running across with each other but i also love to see them on opposite sides of the field you know running running around with each other and that's going to be another question is whether or not Jalen waddle is healthy um he suffered what looked to be an ankle injury late in the game on that horse collar tackle that put the Dolphins into field goal range. So we have question marks there. We have question marks on the offensive line with Ron Armstead. Um, there's just a bunch of different things um, that that need to fall the right way. Uh, we heard today that Raheem Mostert had suffered a broken thumb. I would almost guarantee that he is out. Um, I can't imagine in any scenario uh, a broken thumb leading to leading to a week of rest, being able to be back in the lineup. So you're probably going to see a lot more of Savon Ahmed and a lot of Jeff Wilson, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Ahmed does things good, and he's he's there's a reason why he's on the roster, and I think he's a really good RB three. Uh, and I think Wilson and Mostert really complement each other well. They're very similar style backs, but sometimes, man, it just looks like Raheem Mostert just runs like he's mad at the ground. He's somebody made him mad, and he picked it up in the back half of the season. I mean, we've run the football less than any other team in the in the league, and our leading rusher, Raheem Mostert, still almost had a thousand yards, um, and he really turned that on in the back half of the season, especially that last Buffalo game in which he had a hundred plus yards and he's was a very big key in why we were able to hold them to where they had to win on a last second field goal. So to wrap up today's podcast, the dolphins have question marks with the quarterback room, the running back room, the offensive line, Jalen Waddle, Xavier Howard's knee's been bugging him. Byron Jones is still a big question mark. There's question marks everywhere. It's a matter of Mike McDaniel rallying this team to play behind each other and play for those guys that are not there 
to give them another week to be, to get healthy, to get there. You, you take this one week at a time. You take it one game at a time. You don't look past. You don't look past the Buffalo Bills. We don't look past the Buffalo Bills to the Kansas City Chiefs, who we would get in round two in the divisional round if we were to get past Super Wild Card Weekend. You don't look at that. You take every day as an opportunity to get better. And you take every snap on a game as if it's going to be the most important snap of your life. And if Mike McDaniel rallies the troops and we get Armstead, Waddle, and Tua back, I think that the Dolphins have a fighter's chance in this upcoming, upcoming tilt against the Buffalo Bills. And bottom line is, no matter what happens, we got here. I enjoy it. This is only the fourth playoff appearance in my lifetime. We've yet to win one in my lifetime. Enjoy this moment. And let's move on to the next. And we keep building. And we keep building until the Miami Dolphins are going to be the Super Bowl champions. I'm Hunter Mohan. Thank you for listening. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Fins up.